Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, there was general shock when video emerged last week of a number of youths in Ballyfermot attacking members of the Gardaí. And when we see pictures such as those, it's all too tempting to make assumptions about the area as a whole, because for many people, that's not the Ballyfermot they recognise. Among them is Denise Callan, news editor at the Irish Independent and host of the Indo Daily podcast. She's lived there for a decade. Afternoon, Denise. Hey, Sean, how are you? Not too bad. So when when you moved in there and you, you were a blow and you're not even a Dubliner. Uh, no, I'm not even a dub. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you had to get a visa or something to do that. But the, the, <laughs> what, what kind of a, what kind of a, oh, yeah, as, as opposed to other parts of Dublin you've lived in, I suppose, what, what was kind of the difference there with Ballyfermot? I suppose the difference, first off, was where I'd lived before. There was a lot of like young people, young families renting uh, from different areas of the country. Whereas when I moved to Ballyfermot, it was October 2015. And there was just a distinct difference straight up because, first of all, everyone wanted to know who I was, which mm-hmm. is fair enough. Where did you come from? And I was saying Cork. And they couldn't even believe that somebody, I suppose, would want to come into Ballyfermot that hadn't lived, that wasn't even a dub because it seems like such a tight-knit area. I suppose it was probably the start as well of blowing starting to move to Ballyfermot just because rental and housing prices were that little bit cheaper but I couldn't have been welcomed more Sean and like adopted by a community um is just the right way to put it within days the house we moved into was quite um it needed a lot of work really and we were set to do a bit of DIY but within days we had neighbours coming to the door with um curries and soups and stews that we could microwave because they they knew that we only had a microwave in the kitchen. Hmm. The family next door were moving out and they the house was going up for sale. They asked us, did we want their garden shed? So there was a really funny day that we hoisted the garden shed over the wall into the back of our garden. No, Everyone couldn't do enough for us. You were out walking and someone said, oh, do you want a hoover? Do you want a lawnmower? I can come cut the grass for you. They just couldn't have been welcoming, more welcoming. And I think that's why... This week, when I wrote this piece, I'm I'm actually on maternity leave, so I'm not in the office at the moment, but I was chatting to one of the guys inside and he was saying, what's the general feeling, you know, because these incidents now, they're becoming a little bit more regular than what they were a few years ago again, you know, like, you know, Ballyfermot probably had some sort of a respite of anti-social activity and now Mm -hmm. we can see it coming to the forefront again. And I said to him, it's disappointment and it's despair because people work so hard to make a community strong and they all have a pride in it and there's so many countless positive community initiatives underway and it just takes a minority you know to you know these like horrific incidents and they're hitting national headlines and it's just so disappointing for people because I guess people want people want everyone to know that's not really the Bally Fermat that the majority of us know and everyone has a frustration at this minority of people. Yeah. Is there, I mean, as you say, there does seem to be a recent uptick in these kind of events in and around Ballyfermot. Is there any reason for that that anyone can put their finger on? Well, I think, well, according to a local councillor here, garden numbers are currently down 25% in the area. So I know communities around Ireland, everyone would love more Gardaí, but I think when you're coming up against a group of people who disrespect the guards and don't really have respect for authority, I think you can, you know, really suggest that more guards and numbers in an area to help them, to give them a strength in their presence when they're facing this adversity could be one help. I know there's initiatives going on already, like one of the um, young girls who lives on the street at Halloween, she told me that 
the guards had come into school and spoken to them about fireworks. So you're aware that already they have a presence in schools and they're really trying to come into younger people's lives and show them that, like, we're the people here to help you. We're the guards. And, you know, when you see a bright yellow jacket or a navy jacket, it's something to respect and it's something to be proud of. And it's someone that, you know, you can, you know, approach and share a problem with that Mm. they shouldn't really be the enemy. Yeah. Is there that perception that the Guardia are the enemy, at least, I mean, among some people in Ballyfermot? Well, I think, like, I didn't witness any of the incidents, but I think when you see on TikTok or social media, you know, a video of these kind of incidents when the guards come on the scene and the cheer and the roar goes up, it's very clear that it's become a game of kind of cat and mouse for a lot of people. So I mm. think that does need to be addressed quite quickly. And it's frustrating for people around here who, like the the girl in the coffee shop locally, she knows the guards quite well. They'd come in and get their coffees and they chat about things every day. And she said it was so striking for her to actually recognise a person on a video like that and to see how they could be disrespected by people when she knows him so well and knows that he's such a nice guy. So I think for a lot of people, it's just, yeah, I'd say despair is probably a word, Sean, that, you know, people are, like, it's an emotion people are feeling right now. Yeah, that's interesting the way you said that, that, that the woman in the coffee shop recognised somebody because Ballyform, my own impression of it was like, it's like a town, really, and everybody knows each other rather than it's some massive, sprawling estate. Yeah, it's like, almost like, you know, a little bit of almost country, what people would associate mm. with an Irish country town in Dublin because everybody knows each other. You know, like the girl at the coffee shop knows my order. I know I'm on maternity leave, so all I probably do now is walk around with my buggy and order <laughs> coffees at the moment. But she knows your order. Like, you know, people have the kettle on if you pop in. People stand at the gates and they chat to people going by. You know, people spend all day cutting the grass because it's a social event because they'll talk to everybody who passes by the garden wall. So, yeah, it's like, you know, it's a really tight community and it has that feel when you're here, definitely. And I think it's just the community as a whole just wanted, I suppose, to get it out there that really, you know, we're as frustrated as anyone else when you read these headlines. And I don't diminish the headlines because I'm a journalist and I know you know, I know what a news story is. And I also know that it's to the benefit of the community that these news stories get out there because that means that it's drawing, you know, national attention to an issue and hopefully it'll mean that there'll be a solution on the way for the area. Yeah. The, the I mean, is, I mean, apart from more guards, and as you say, everyone would love more guards, but, you know, is poverty a factor here? You know, what could be the root causes of these things? I don't know. Like, I know in the 40s and 50s when these, you know, massive new suburbs were built, housing was the priority. They probably didn't think along the lines of amenities Mm. at the time. And that's how some of these, you know, kind of typical working class areas, how there there was a lot of antisocial behaviour in these areas because there just weren't the facilities around. But, I mean, that's changed over the last few decades. Like here now in in Ballyfermot, I mean, there's the equine centre out in Cherry Orchard. It was only on Nationwide a few um, weeks ago and how that's such a positive place for young kids to hang out. There's countless youth clubs. There's well-run Halloween parties in the park. You know, like, you know, on Thursday mornings, I go to mum and baby massage classes. They're absolutely free and there for the community and there for people to avail of. So there's definitely social activities and facilities and amenities here now. I think possibly, especially for young people, I think it's probably more of a cultural twist that's needed, Sean, that, you know, maybe the education starts at home or maybe it starts young in school where people just learn, you know, that 
you know, authority, a figure of authority like a guard can be respected. Like the irony is they're actually the people employed to keep the community safe, you know. So mm. that cultural shift could probably take a generation. Like there's no overnight solution, but I think it definitely, there's something that needs to probably be addressed soon because, you know, these areas and this antisocial behaviour, you don't really want it to become a regular occurrence because it's very hard to come back from then. Yeah, they, I, but no doubt, Denise, there are people uh, listening who would say, God, I wouldn't go to Belly Farm, I'd be scared. Do you, you do you feel safe there? Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Like, 100%. Yeah, like we have two young kids here and now and there's a massive WhatsApp group for mums in the Dublin 8 and Dublin 10 area and there's always kind of, you know, walks in the evenings organised for people or coffee mornings. You can go to the park any time of the day, like really well-kept park, just 100 metres from the house here, less, and walk around it with your buggy and the guys who maintain the park are there. They'll always say hi. They make sure that everyone's out of the park before they lock it, which is really handy in the evenings. <laughs> like, you know, and they, there's lovely kind of coffee shops around and you can walk up and go to any of the family-run stores on, you know, on Valley Farm at Main Street, which is also a lovely element of the area that there's still family-run you know, like bed and linen stores and family-run newsagents, which has disappeared in a lot of other areas of the capital when kind of larger brand names come in. So, yeah, it's very much like a small-town feel when you're here. And I do feel safe here, yeah, 100%. I was here actually for maternity leave on my first baby and I was unable to travel to Cork for 10 weeks after having her and the community couldn't have done enough for me. They knew that I had a new little baby in the house and... Honestly, it was just, they all stood out on the road and waved when we drove down to Cork for the first time oh, during lockdown God. to meet family. So, like, people are so good. They really, really are. I think it really is the majority of people here that would just, I suppose, love to tweak the stereotype a little bit if they could, Sean. Well, uh, uh, glad to uh, help get that message out. And Denise, uh, thanks very uh, much for talking to us and, uh, and uh, wish you well for the rest uh, of the maternity leave. That was uh, Denise Callanan there, uh, news editor at the Indo and uh, also a host of the Indo Daily Podcast. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.